Howdy, partners, and welcome to Wasted Wagons. This is the rootinest, tootinest show this side of the Mississippi. This podcast is 10 pounds of crazy in a five-pound sack. So butter me up and call me a biscuit, because you'll be as surprised as me to see what this posse of banditos has in store for you tonight. Champ is here. The champs are here. The what you got there? Wagon ears to another exciting episode of Wasted Wagons podcast. Uh, just out of curiosity, all how did everybody do in their championship weekends in uh, their fantasy football leagues? Travis and Todd certainly know. So do me and Patrick because we lost to them, and <laughs> so does the third place team. <laughs> hey, well, second place is first loser. <laughs> well, we do have we do have a video running right now, and if you do watch any of the video related to this podcast, you can see I'm wearing a championship title, not directly related <laughs> to fantasy football, but uh, I guess it's actually better than. Wearing it to fantasy drafts when you recently finished uh, eighth, ninth, or tenth. <laughs> uh, Todd and I have been used to doing for the last few years, so uh, it definitely felt nice, and uh, you know, it definitely sucks that it came at the expense of Patrick and Sean. You know, to uh, I think uh, the previous week, yeah, yeah, the previous week, yeah, because we were the first seeded team, the uh, hit them chins. JJ Justin Jefferson's clean bill of health <laughs> at that point. This well, season. I can say everyone in the room is probably proud to both have beaten the Schmeels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Save, saving their names. From from my standpoint, like, if, if I'm going to lose in championship, it might as well be two, two either my friends. Yeah, yeah. well, I'm close. Not some other friends, my my better friends, and these yeah. two and or Biff like that. Everyone else in our league. Well, I think when you know. Well, by the way, Biff is filling, Biff is filling in for Mike for the third time. And it's Mike's weeks. birthday today. It's family. Happy birthday, Mike! Happy birthday, Mike! Happy, Happy four zero. Happy New Year! Yeah. Happy New Year! It's New Year's Day, right? New Year's Day. And, uh, you know, we're drinking light today, and we're going to get to what we're drinking in a second. But we uh, had a New Year's Eve party last night at Mike's house for his fortieth surprise party, and then ended up, he ended up finding out the surprise before the surprise. But. Uh, this is a good surprise on you. <laughs> so we're not drinking as heavy today as we do in, in other recordings. The wagon's um, definitely like today. <laughs> but I do think Biff said it last week when he filled in for Mike. It, it's it's almost like when you get to this part of your fantasy football season, you get to those championship weekends and you get to playoffs, you kind of more so are almost like, you're obviously thinking about yourself winning, but you're also thinking about who you don't want to win. <laughs> Right, and right. he said it pretty well last week. It's like, well, hey, if I'm not winning, at least, you know, we've got two other teams that we're, you know, friends with that are in there that we'd yeah. like to see win. And, you know, I definitely have felt the same way. Um, but, no, it definitely uh, feels good to, to – and actually, it's actually the 10-year anniversary since the last time we won. Last time we won was in 2013, so it's been Jeez, exactly right. 10 years yeah. since the, we won. The drought is over. Yeah. Evan actually asked me this morning when the last time we won was. I, I couldn't I couldn't tell him the exact year. So <laughs> you had to look it up. Well, so you weren't born yet. I think it was before you were born. Well, son. Yeah, absolutely. Y'all were almost born as the Detroit Pistons in a basketball game. <laughs> Not as long as the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hey, though, before 21, we weren't taking the drive. It was 2011 and 21. So, uh, yeah. You know, I know We've I'm, never won, so. <laughs> <laughs> and I know, you know, Todd, Sorry, and I, finished, Todd and I talked a lot about this throughout the day or throughout the weeks, really leading up to yesterday. And, and winning the title, and I, you know, we, we talked a little bit about it uh, last night, but 
with Beth and with Sean. Um, just kind of that the our, you know our dad passed away in March, and just the way that this season went. And my dad, our, our, our dad used to hate the way Todd and I, especially me, especially Travis. So, that, you know, so let's let's just put Todd you, you out. Say. Let's put Todd at a twenty-five and me at a seventy-five on this. We'll we'll get to that in a second because you you sent a pre-entered text during the day yesterday that was very doom and gloomy, and I was like, I'm looking at your, at your team. I'm like, you still have a kicker and another elite player to go, and all we have is Eckler, and you can play like, oh well, congrats, all you have, guys. I'm like, uh, all what? you all you have is Eckler, your first round pick. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, understand. Travis <laughs> is like the biggest pessimist when it comes to fantasy football. Yeah. If there's one thing my, my dad was, but when it came to like the Saints and LSU, he was an extreme pessimist. And I think Travis is that way when it comes to our fantasy football team every week. Oh, uh, well, we also talked about this last night, where uh, Biff, you know, Biff and his dad and his brother. Along with Todd and I, have to be the, the two most unlucky teams in the league the course of the Ultimate League's existence. And look, you, we can go back. You know, Biff uh, last weekend, kind of like what kind of like what I did to y'all, sent a, a white flag in the middle of the in the middle of the round. And almost as soon as he sent that white flag, things turned around. And I even told Biff, I was like, "You realize who you're playing, right? You're playing Todd and I were like the two unluckiest sons of bitches in this league." And sure enough, once that white flag got hit, got sent, it was it was slowly started turning him around to where a humongous lead came into a back and forth 50-50 on that last night when we had McCaffrey and you had Isaiah Likely. So Yeah, and it went down to the wire. Like we had a guy go out with a concussion, Isaiah Pacheco, and then they had Sutton who was concussed like early <laughs> in the game, who didn't do anything. Fact, and it was like we it, like we just we picked the wrong defense. Y'all didn't pick the best. Yeah. Like so many things went wrong, and we lost by four points. So, so and so that was tough. That was a tough loss. Like I mean, you know how, yeah. how Yahoo takes forever to update update their injuries through the app. So yeah. I was at a Christmas Eve party, and, and I don't they, these people. I don't even think had a TV own a TV. <laughs> they did not have one downstairs. Maybe they had one upstairs somewhere, but nobody was allowed. Out upstairs, so like no game on nothing. So I'm keeping up with it through the, the ESPN app, and I was like, I was like, dude, he is not throwing dude, something at all. Like, what's going on? And then I get the alert, probably like end of the third quarter, that he's out for the game with a concussion, and he yeah. apparently went out very early. I love what Yahoo does. It's, it's like, like the game's over, over, and it'll be like Joe Blow is questionable. Or something. <laughs> like, like no shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> didn't do anything the whole game. So when when you sent that text yesterday, I was just getting out of work, and I hadn't really checked anything. So I'll go look at what's going on because I'm thinking we're probably getting like something something happened. Yeah. So I go look and we're down, I think like sixty-nine to like maybe like one one oh five. Yeah. And then I'm like, what are, what are you talking about? Like you're up right. forty points or something like something <laughs> along, along those well, lines. I unfortunately had to like watch the thing where it was like seventy five on the, on y'all side, so right. seventy four, whatever, twenty five for us. And then it like immediately swung the opposite way. And yeah. I was like, I was already okay. And you know, sinking in that we were losing this, and I was fine yeah. with it. And like now, that's toying with my emotions. Yeah, so like, I, 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 I tune in so, to it, and I'm like, yeah. all right, we're getting an ask it. I'm like, oh well, hey, congrats to them. Mm -hmm. If I if, again, so, if I'm going to lose to somebody, might as well be them. Cool. Well, the thing is, is I had just come back from camping. <laughs> I went straight to my parents' house. I went straight to my parents' house, dirty as fuck, to watch the game. I had all the shit in my car. I was ready to go home after the Saints game and shower and get ready for you know New Year's Eve night. 
and then this swing happens, and then I feel obligated. I'm before you know what I'm saying, and I'm watching the Chiefs yeah, game, yeah, yeah. and then I'm like, all right, but Bucker starts kicking field goals. I'm like, like I don't know. To, to, yeah. But to talk about banner game for Bucker, yeah, to talk about his luck though, like once I saw that, and I, I'm watching our score creep up, and I'm like, uh oh, yeah, I'm like, so it's, it's happening. Then, yeah, then I'm picturing Travis like. Just about to blow a gasket yeah. wherever he I was is. I going to say, but see a mushroom cloud coming from a certain <laughs> direction. I know what happened. There was a there was a span when I think it was Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Kyron Williams, Devontae. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was like ten seconds, and all three of those guys scored a touchdown. And, and I'm like, holy shit! And Elliott hit the touchdown. All and, and, yeah, Elliott hit the touchdown <laughs> against yeah, That was our so it was like, a swing. Yeah, yeah, it was just like a complete rise in points for y'all and a drop in us. So. Didn't McCaffrey also like get? So, and then by the time I leave where I was, it's now like 107, 104 and got, us. And, and, I just, just, and let me just throw out that he got hurt about the 10-yard line. <laughs> and they give Elijah Mitchell a touchdown. I'm just thinking, like, okay, it's just a minor thing. They wanted to give him a break. He's out the rest of the yeah, I kind of knew what was happening, too. I mean, I'm watching football. But, and then this sends me the gif of Devontae Adams with a crown on it. I'm like, <laughs> back, oh, look, he's got 33 points. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> And, and but then we we get towards like the the end games, and I'm watching. I'm like I'm like, dude, you're gonna be all right. Like, Butker is going to probably get side. But like I'm watching the game. I'm like, every time they get the ball, I'm like, please score a touchdown. I do not need field goals. What's he first thing he does? Fifty four yard field goals. Like. So now, I'm, so now I'm turning to Travis, like trying to like. Not so it was seven three, but I was like, oh, yeah. the Chiefs put it in the end zone. That's only one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's only one point. But then he kicks like a fifty yarder. But so, <laughs> so uh, wait, who was it? Um, Metcalf first reception, he gets mm-hmm. thirty three yards. yards. I was yeah. like, you mother. Like, that's the fifty four yards. Metcalf, Metcalf would get like four receptions a game. They just go like chunks. Well, but uh, I, I figured Metcalf would be the one that actually did us in, yeah. just because he's such a big part of the offense. Right, yeah. And yeah. I knew Barker was probably going to do something, but I'm more, I'm more pissed about Eckler as I'm watching one run for two yards, four yards, three yards, nothing, no passes to him, and he's yeah. he's, he's on like seven res- rushes for like. 37 yards, and I'm like, and then he had a fumble loss. Yeah, and the fumble loss. So I'm full, I'm full Travis mode, and I'm like, that's what I'm like, you know what? Like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm done. He's, he's I'm already like, buried in the hole, and then yeah. he has a fumble loss. I'm like, I'm like, we have lost. That's cool. So when I when I sent y'all the congratulations text, I actually would put on put on a jogging suit, a sweatpants, and a sweatshirt, and I went outside the jog. Todd did the same thing. We actually didn't even plan this. We crossed paths while jogging, and he goes home and takes a nap. I come home and start reading the book, and then when I finish reading with the number of pages, let me just see where we are. And I see, I see, Butker had already kicked about four field goals at this point. I was like, "Holy fuck!" There you go. This is like a new pattern. You need to go out for a run. Yeah, I just, need to stop, I just need to stop being as in tune to it. Like, with, just don't with, watch it. Maybe with, 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 with every field goal, I'm just sinking further and further into my chair and drinking more and more beer. Like I said, I was like, "What?" Oh, he, hit, he hit three oh. of them, three of them in the forty distance range. One yeah, in the fifty, that's crazy. Crazy. yeah. He went fifty something, forty, and then another forty. I was like, we beat the Neils the week before by like what ten, and I yeah. mean, Jake Elliott puts up seventeen. That was a great pick. Right. Yeah, like, but they, again, they straight imploded lad, this week against I'm, us. I'm, I'm more upset like, that Eckler didn't do anything to help us to make it even look closer or put. Yeah. That added pressure back on how our oh, game was going. Just think of how Kenneth Walker was doing. He went out with an injury. Yeah. Think that, oh, he already scored a touchdown. He's rolling. Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah I mean, at the end back. of the day, like, no matter what, 
uh, version of Alana Weaver put together, y'all yeah. would have had his feet. So it's not anything like that, right. but just watching Eckler go two yards at a time, I'm just like, just chipping away. I was like, this sucks. Well, 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 we, you know, we draft a kicker in the second round, last round every year. And normally when that kicker's bye week comes and we cut him, mm-hmm. then we'll pick up another kicker and just leave that kicker in. Right. Bucker was a gem for us pretty much all season. Because I get down the fields and then they yep. get down the field, but then they had a trouble head trouble. Sean, you know what we're taking next year. We're taking him before them. We're taking Bucker. <laughs> Look, for that's dead around pick. Anytime you anytime you have a season like this, you for us when you have like guys like Josh Allen and Christian obviously Christian McCaffrey will be probably the number one guy again next year, but you have Josh Allen, Christian McCaffrey, CeeDee Lamb, and then Harrison Bucker as your kicker, you're sitting there thinking like these are guys I want again next year, you know, like into the second round. Okay, I was going to say, he's definitely going to be first round next yep, year. Yep. Well, he'll probably fall somewhere around. We pick in the first round, I guess. He, um, he won me money, and then I had the realization, I looked at your roster, that I was playing against him, <laughs> and I got, right. I got I'm like, yeah. I just got 34 points. I, know, I showed you, like, oh. bets. he won me some money on Saturday yeah. night. Well, look, <laughs> when you have a guy put up 43 points, you, you, you would think that, like, Beautiful. when we played against Doug Lee and he had uh, DJ Moore put up the freaking 200-yard game with the three touchdowns, we had no shot of coming back from that. And we actually put up a good week that week. Kittle had, like, three touchdowns himself that week, but he didn't have nearly the yards. And then, but when you have a guy go off like that, you shouldn't have a team come back. But like I said, it's a, it's our luck, you know. But it made, it made for, you know, stressful, I guess, but exciting week. Yeah, I'll 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 do the honorary thing and say like congratulations to y'all. Yes. Um, and also fuck y'all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but to to segue into another high pressure precarious situation, uh, how about the Saints? Yeah. What? Why do they love to put like the blood pressure level of everybody at a million? Yeah. Like, why do they play so good when they have like a .08 chance of freaking making the playoffs? Yeah, we see this when Travis brought up today. You know, it, that one game we lost to Green Bay. If we won one, one, one fucking point, if yeah. we won that game, we probably they would have been three and zero after that. Right? Yeah. If, if they would have closed it out against Green Bay, they would have been three and zero. Well, it, not, it, yeah, Green Bay had what a seventeen point lead going into halftime. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason to lose. The, the Green Bay game was one, but the game, look at the game against the Giants. They shouldn't have lost that game. Right. The Giants game, the Green Bay game, or even like the, the Atlanta they, game, but even the ones they should have won that they they kind well, of beat the fight like Detroit. Yeah, we beat Jacksonville. You know. Those were two at the beginning of the year. Like, remember when we, when we did the podcast talking about which games the Saints would win and lose? Yeah. I had the Saints losing for sure against Jacksonville and Detroit, and they played really well against both those teams. Yeah. But see, the, the Jacksonville was just their, their stereotypical thing, piece of their season where they fall behind by two scores and then try to play catch up in the yeah. end. They have a crappy first half, and then they came back, and then they have a good second half. But the hole had already been done. Like, the difference in this game, Derek Carr looked like a fucking Pro Bowl quarterback in the first half. And then they didn't have to worry about playing catch up. Then it became the Bucks who had to play catch up. Yeah, that's that's the that's the type of team I would have liked to have seen all year. It's so weird how against the Bucks, it's like, well, we'll they'll be as shitty as they can be, but then we'll come out of nowhere and beat the Bucks thirty-eight to three. You know, like we did the, when they had Brady and stuff. And it's like, where does that come from? Mm-hmm. And it's like, why can't we play like this against everyone? Yeah, we definitely need to kind of go back to that first that episode where we did like the preseason prediction and look back at what we all thought because <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of us were. Uh, like yeah, yeah we, we, I can we, see the ten, the ten, eleven wins. I said nine and eight. So we have yeah. that some of the teams we lost to, or some of the teams we beat, and we may have different ones there yeah. too. Uh, yeah. I, I remember being hesitant to give them the ten, eleven wins, but then I think 
the emotion that got caught up with me in the episode. I was like, yeah, you don't give them 10 11. I could see that happen. They, they shouldn't. Carr should at least be able to play the level he did last season for the Raiders, and that carries with with Thomas coming back, hopefully. And well, we'll see how that turned out. But yeah, but we also, I think I also had higher expectations for the defense. Not to say the defense has been terrible, but, you know, the defense, again, has been some of the ones that, that had gotten us in those holes early and then, uh, you know, ended up. Well, you see that with the Jets. I mean, you can have a stud defense, but if your offense can't stay on the field and, you know, get any momentum going, your defense can't do everything for you. Right. You know, I mean, the Jets were, it's amazing how fantasy relevant they were for as shitty as their offense was. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, if, uh, so let's just say, I mean, obviously the Saints, the likelihood is they probably won't make the playoffs. Probably not. I mean, if they win next week and the Bucs lose, they get get in. Mm Mm-hmm. So if they don't make the playoffs, do you think the Saints keep Dennis Allen? I I have a feeling they're going to keep him for one more year, yeah. and, and then that'd be it. But uh, rip the Band-Aid off now. Yeah, I wish they would, but I, I think they're going to keep him. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't see him getting fired. Yeah. Really? Okay. Well, I, I'm, I guess I'm going to be the uh, the difference guy. I think he's going to get fired. I think it's time. Uh, I think they just need a clean house with the whole team. And oh, I think they definitely yeah. do. I'm, I, saying, I'm agreeing I, that they need to. They I want should, them to. But I don't think they will. I think there'll be enough heat from the fan base to where you know Gail Benson will end up giving into it. Or, or, well, see, the thing I is, they're saying they're going to win next week and they'll finish nine and eight, so they'll still have a winning record, but they won't make the playoffs. But some of some of these fans are so fucking ignorant, though. When you read these Facebook <laughs> posts, like it just makes me sick. Like these ones who, I like, I like James Winston. I think he's cut eaters. But I think James Winston is like, he seems like a good dude off the field, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, but I mean, have y'all seen anything from him over the past two seasons that, that would make him a good starting quarterback? No. There's a, but there's so many people that want him started over their car right now. Like, I, There's people that want Taysom Hill to play quarterback. It's like, I that's know, that 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 know, that know, that's the thing that, you know, I'm a Mississippi State guy, right? So Jonathan Abram had a probably a career game yesterday. Might, yeah, might, yeah. Be, might be in line for like a defensive and, uh, player a week with the game. Yeah. And I read somebody's comments of, yeah, wait till the last game to, to, to finally do something. And I'm like, the dude's been inactive most of the right. season. He's on the practice squad. Playing behind season. fucking worthless ass May and uh, Howden, mm-hmm. rookie Howden yeah. hasn't done anything. I, um, I, I, I say Doug Lee says he has. I don't know. I don't know what footage <laughs> Doug Lee watches, but Doug Lee's watched film because when some of his comments on the offensive line and stuff, I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't even know if I can see that on TV. Doug must right? have film from like the practices. Remember the guy was uh, the guy who, who blew the the Minneapolis miracle. Uh, you know, uh, none of us had seen Williams do much. Marcus Williams had uh, <laughs> really seen him do much over the years. Doug was like his biggest supporter. He said, well, dude's awesome. Watch, he's going to get a huge contract. What has that dude done since he left us? He went to the Ravens. Is he even playing? Like, he, I think he's, he's on a roster. I don't, I don't know if hear he's his doing name anymore. Yeah. You know? So, uh, but yeah. Same with like Davenport. He's supposedly from Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we played Minnesota. I don't remember hearing his name. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the, the guy that caught that pass, is he even relevant now? <laughs> <laughs> Not right now. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, I mean, he's he's disappeared. He's on this year. He's been on the sit list for the past like five weeks for the Bills. Yeah, and I just remember having, I just like how he blew up when he went to Buffalo. You know, but. He did lead the league in receiving one of those years. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Would you be satisfied if they made a change at OC but left Dennis Allen? I would. Or do you want no. full, like full change, both, both 
DA and I, Carmichael, or at least Dennis Allen. I mean, I, I, like I said, I like Dennis Allen. I think he's a great defensive coordinator, but I kind of think the experiment as a head coach is just kind of run its course. It's just the track record there. Yeah. Has it ever I, happened with a team that, like, when he could go back to his old position and be coordinator again? Because it's, I, it's I, I just kind of like he's they gonna he has to go to another. I mean, team. I think he's like I think Ty was alluding to like he's kind of in over his knees. Like he just doesn't. He's a defensive coach, but he does not translate well to being a leader of men or a motivator, it seems. And I don't think the players, like, really – not that they don't like playing for him. Yeah. He just doesn't inspire them and, yeah. like, push them. Like, yeah, well, head, head coach is, is a whole different thing. I mean, right. it's, like, it's like think of a band. The front man is way different than being – like, you're really talented and good at being a guitar player, but you're not good enough to stand out in front and be the face of the band and stuff like he, that. He also doesn't have – Tactical, like, like, like he gets like a tactical advantage. He's, I'm not saying he gets like out coaching out all the time, but nothing about his his play calling or his his coaching seems like it's we have the advantage here that's going to help us mm-hmm. win a game. We, I always feel like we're going to just try to survive his his coaching decisions, right? Along with Carmichael's, yeah, he doesn't have the charisma of like Dan Campbell or these other coaches. He's like, like a way, he's like a way, he doesn't any for me. Harbaugh, yeah, Harbaugh with his. Walmart khakis. <laughs> but at least Harbaugh has like some emotion and fire yeah, to him. Right. He, he gives me yeah. something. Yeah, yeah the head coach has to have something yeah. that makes people want to play for him. If you listen to Dennis Allen's interviews, it's always the same thing. Well, we got to go back and watch the tape. You know, this week we just didn't execute. We got, we got to we're going to watch the film and make adjustments. We're going to watch the film and we're going to make some adjustments. We didn't, we didn't okay. execute today. We See, got the game got plan job doesn't change. Blow 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 blow. Blow. Right. I say, well, yeah, duh. I hope you watch film. Yeah. So yeah, I I I would love at the very least Carmichael going, but yeah. I prefer both Carmichael and Dallas Allen. I think they should get a new head coach, clean clean house. I'm even cool with them getting rid of Loomis, personally. I'm not opposed to that. Hey, who gets rid of Loomis, Gale? Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be Gale. I think mean, he might have video on her though. I don't, well, <laughs> that's that's one thing I don't see happening though. I don't, I don't see it yourself. That's my, the only problem with Gail is that she's just breaking the news on the pod. That's the only thing with Gail. She's just the owner. She doesn't have any football knowledge. Probably she yeah. just writes the checks or signs the checks. You know, it's like she would. You know, who would get rid of Mickey Loomis? He'd probably retire before she fires him. Yeah, probably. <laughs> that's 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 a sad thing to be in because you at some point you just kind of become stale and kind of running like hey you keep putting this team in bad financial situations yeah. trying to make certain decisions and we're so screwed for the future and whatnot. Like, hey, it's going to cost you at some point. So, I mean, they, they had such a good stretch run with draft picks when 17 and 20 when Breeze is last year. Yeah. But True. now their draft picks yeah. and their free agent signings are starting to be garbage. And, like, the, the thing you, people always say, like, oh, well, we fired the coach. Well, who are you going to get to replace him? Like, I almost don't care who's going to replace him. Like, I, okay, maybe that I, mean, I, don't, I wouldn't want Josh McDaniel. <laughs> he, can, he can come be my OC, but he can't be a head coach. He shouldn't be a head coach anywhere, anymore, ever again. He should go back to to uh, New England and be Bill's assistant in some of his regard, yeah, well, that, and that should be it for him. And it's funny that you say that because I, I read, I think it was earlier today, I read an article saying that uh, I think Brian Flores and, and uh, yeah. Daniel would be the two top choices if, I was just if the thinking Patriots of Brian you know, do move on from the uh, from Bill Belichick. Those would be the two Mike, top guys to replace him. Mike McDaniel? Uh, no, uh, Josh McDaniel. Josh, Josh, oh, Josh, Josh McDaniel. McDaniel. Yeah, yeah that, you know what? I think that would be a horrible idea. Please go, for it, yeah, go get him. Let, let the Patriots keep suffering 
for all the years that they just ruined football for everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> same, same with Blind Force because he's he's a kind of like Dennis Allen in the sense that he's not a, he's a defensive coach. Mm. He is not great like with any kind of tactile decision making. So yeah, go, go to the Patriots, please. Both can go together. Be co-head coaches. I don't care. Yeah. Get them out of here. Well, maybe that we could do this as a separate episode. Say if Dennis Allen does get fired, we can kind of give our thoughts on who we think the Saints next year will be. Um, yeah, I, I think we'll have to wait to see what who else gets fired in the offseason, which yeah. is coming up pretty soon. Black Monday for, for NFL coaches is what, usually like the Monday after the last play, the last uh, regular season game. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, I, I can't think off the top of my head who I would want to be a coach. Yeah, but who is going to be out there. You know? Yeah, I think who's going to be out there. Would you take Harbaugh? <laughs> It'd be hard for me to pull for him. Yeah, it would be. Just pull Jonathan Doma. Well, hey, there, there wouldn't be any recruiting <laughs> violations to worry about. Yeah, I mean, you like, can buy cheeseburgers for everybody. Yeah, I don't, I don't like the guy. Yeah. Ah, but if he's hired as an NFL coach, does he does he trade the Walmart khakis for the upgrade? No, because he had Walmart khakis. Like he, was a, he was a coach <laughs> at uh, Red Frisco. <laughs> I I think if he if he does, if he leaves Michigan, I think the Chargers would back up. Like the truck to See, go get him, and uh, you know one of the guys I I liked and I and I I'm starting to have a uh, and I would want him as an OC I wouldn't want him as a head coach but uh, I'm, I guess I'm starting to have a you know not not a really like to stand on with it is <laughs> Kellen Moore because Kellen Moore has been you know mm-hmm. he, to me he looked okay with the Cowboys last year was was fired and, and the Chargers quickly scooped him up but they, they didn't look good on the Chargers this year so but I would love to see him in the uh, you know, as a Saints but, OC. But what about, what about Ken Dorsey, though? I mean, I feel, like, I feel like the Bills fired Ken Dorsey extremely prematurely. Yeah, and it worked for him. I mean, yeah. they hired Joe Brady and got a nice spark in their offense, but I, I don't think it was Dorsey's fault on, on anything. Uh, I just think the whole team was kind of stale. I hate to segue, but do you think Joe Brady gets his hair cut at sculptures? <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Super cuts. What? Is something wrong with sculptures? Was there, there a certain clientele or something about <laughs> sculptures that you think Joe Brady uh, fits? Fits it? Like, uh, I, you know, like a little I, tight split, like a tight fit? I, I, I think that's what, I mean, uh, not, not, not distant sculptures by any means, but I mean, I think that's their... Uh, sculptures, if you're listening. That's their... Someone pull a mic and like diss uh, a potential sponsor that won't be a sponsor, but then tell like, hey, but sculptures... Well, <laughs> If we're, if we're I would say their house special is a tight bait. Gail Brent is a piece of... But hey, Gail, if you're listening, uh, we need a donation. We sure could use a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Can we have an office room so we can just record our podcast where we don't maybe or trash any of the small loan of $50,000? Yeah, when, when, when we did the top five. <laughs> I'm sorry, baby. I didn't mean that. When we did, <laughs> we did <laughs> the top five restaurants and then they do well. We can actually throw that out there, too. And we had the... You know, Michael and I had the faux argument of who was better between Fono and faux Orchid, and we we kind of gave our opinions on restaurants as we named them, mm-hmm. and we thought it must be like saying, "Oh yeah, the, their food is crap and it's a nasty place." But by the way, <laughs> we're looking for sponsors. <laughs> by the way, but doesn't Gail have Boberg? So I mean, isn't there like a whole bunch of room? That I'm assuming there's a whole bunch of room up there for a studio for us <laughs> now. I travel out to the east. Hey, look, I, we don't have any complaints with Foberg. You know, no, not at all. No. Foberg in the list. I would, I would. <laughs> We'd love to either have you on the pod or come to the pod from your brewery. Yeah. Absolutely. 
maybe it was maybe even a schedule of tour. We can scan, uh, sample some beers on oh, Instagram. Oh, she said scam. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah that, that, too, that too. Scam. <laughs> yeah, can we scamble from, uh, a tour from you guys? Well, while we're on the topic of beer, what's everybody drinking today? We just that, is, gonna, that is a professional segue, sir. You're getting good at this. And I'll, I'll go ahead and start then since I brought it up. And I'm, I'm drinking out of one of my Christmas presents from my wife. She said it was actually kind of a gag yes. with me because I don't know if you guys have seen these cups, but they're the rage. They're, their name is Stanley. And yeah, that's a, there's a big craze over them, especially among women, I think, uh, mostly. But they're called Stanley Cups. So when uh, my daughter kept used with the NHL. Right. Stanley Cup. And that's where my joke comes in. My, my daughter kept asking for one and i was like so you want like a like a miniature stanley cup like the hockey trophy like well, how do you even know what that is and she's like no no it's a cup you drink out of and i was like what are you talking about so she pulls it up and shows me and then i didn't realize they make all kind of stuff so my wife actually got this for me and it's a beer stein stanley beer stein that's a nice cup that logo looks like like life insurance or something
And like, you know, the first time I went to Urban South, but that was when we went on that, that, uh, that beer, beer, beer bus thing. We'll spill it on the uh, And I walked in and saw the, the line cucumber goes up. It was like, well, this could be either really bad or really good. Uh-huh. And I tried it and I really liked it. And it's actually, it's one of my favorite beers to this date. So Little Smoky kind of had that same effect on me when I first saw it. I, uh, I'll continue the trend of <laughs> drinking beer from equal. Actually, no, this is, well, technically this still is equal parts. Uh, this is from Brash, who equal parts now owns Brash. Um, this is their Milk the Venom, the milk coffee style with coconut, cinnamon, and chipotle. Really? Yeah. I gotta try that too. I can get you a sample of this. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. You're not gonna let me tone your can over there and just, oh, oh. No. <laughs> you can you can tongue my can if you'd like to, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime you want. Jeez. Um, but yeah, so I went brash for mine instead of equal parts, but they're, they're the same family. So, Sean, it looks like you also have a brash equal yeah. parts. Uh, <laughs> I pulled my can back out because I had already finished it. I was drinking, well, and also finished the Yingling Hershey's Porter. But uh, yeah, I had already downed in Orxada. Is that how you say it? Porchada. Horchata, mm-hmm. all right, because it's horchata. It's Mexican. Yeah, from Equal Parts Brewing. It's horchata milk stout with vanilla and cinnamon. And 7% by volume in a pint. That's pretty good. But, um, yeah, I, I don't find the flavors to be too strong. It's just kind of a pretty standard stout. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, you know, is what it is. It's drinkable. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of stout, so it's hard for me to judge. But, you know. You know, I'm sitting there holding an empty can, so it's not like I spit it out. Because <laughs> yeah. he, he has another stout. What's in your other This is a porter, sir. And to piggyback literally on what Sean's drinking, <laughs> I'm drinking courtesy of Travis some of his Hershey Porter, Yingling Hershey Porter, because I was told 20 minutes ago that we had a podcast <laughs> to fill in. I was the last minute sub, so didn't have time to go to Total Wine to get something. Yeah, well, you know, like we like we said, any any, I think we're going to start extending the invites to you and Josh pretty regularly, and, yeah. and not even just as as guests, you know, almost as like uh, you know members of the show, like full time members. You know? yeah, let's, let's, let's just put it out there right now. Any episode that we're recording, if you're available, please come on in. If you, you can, if you can only stay for like a, a, a half hour because you're run doing some other stuff, come on in. Hell yeah, we'd love to have. I appreciate you're, it. You're, yeah. you're laughing. Your input is greatly appreciated. <laughs> And my interrupting of Todd when he tries to get his top five. I mean, it does make for the best episode. <laughs> our random movie quotes. Yeah. And, our, and Sean's simpatico with movie quotes of all oh, the stupid go. crap we talked about. We're trying. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Todd, I mean, Todd did go a little off the rails. Uh, we were celebrating the fact that we were on break. Because, like, because, like, I was, that was my last day yeah, of lessons you before, you know, <laughs> work before holiday <laughs> break. <laughs> I think that was y'all's last day of school, wasn't it, Travis? Yeah, like it was uh, what, two Fridays ago. Yeah, yeah, so it was your last day of school. Yep. So everybody was like, "All right, kick back," mm-hmm. you know. I didn't too much cracking, I guess. Yeah, I'm, that seems to happen when I. Get yeah, that, that was kind of my idea of doing it on a Friday night. You know, we can get a little, you know, crazy. What's the crack and hit your lips? I know today's so starting good. Today's starting good. Good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of glad the the holidays are over. I can <laughs> at least a from a work standpoint, I can oh, take it. I can relax a little bit now, even though it's we have a, we have a busy Mardi Gras yeah. uh, and St. Patrick's Jameson promo that's about to go down this week. 
But yeah, like just I drink a lot during the holidays, <laughs> and now I can just you know take a take a little bit of time off and time away, not drink nearly as much out at parties and whatnot with that. It's crazy. It's crazy that Biff mentioned that that the the last pod we did was actually the first day of our Christmas break, and so and now it's coming to an end. Tomorrow is our tomorrow is our last full day off before we head back. Oh, really? Yeah, that's right. Because the kids go back next week, but y'all got to be back early. Mm-hmm. Huh? Sure. Yeah. Uh, I got two more days. I got to tomorrow and Wednesday. Yeah, I go back to work Wednesday. tomorrow. So I was saying today feels like Sunday. Yeah. Wednesday, Wednesday. Wednesday for us is still a P, is a PD day, so the kids are still off, students are still off, but we we got to go in and listen to presentations or do office work. So it's kind of cool though. It's kind of like a transition from that yeah. having the kids there full blown. Yeah. Going, <laughs> going back to work just really grinds my ears. <laughs> yeah. You know what grinds my ears? You, my nine to five. <laughs> <laughs> but that. That Homer gift. I got to work for money. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I told a lot of people, I'm like, man, between, so, in our industry, October, November, December, OND is the busiest time of the year. Yeah. It's like, if you're selling, yeah. you're, you're, you're making money, but you are working your ass off because yeah. you have all the, you have all the holidays and New Year's. So, yeah. stuff's coming in, like big bulk orders, stuff like that. Like, I told her, I'm like, I'm going to be an absolute fucking menace. <laughs> just because I'm so busy, I'm in the stores. And the minute I touch anything, people think, "Oh, you work here? Where's this? Where's that?" And I'm like, right. "I still want to help them because like that's just me as a person, but, and yeah. it's also a professional thing." But like, don't get mad at me if I don't know where something is because yeah. I don't work for the store. You know, floor. You know who probably <laughs> does know where it is though. <laughs> A, a shawled up gentleman, <laughs> a certain person whose shawl matches the drapes. <laughs> I mean, I I used to catch him in like a a bat. He he gives like a Batman kind of vibe with like the shawl flowing as he's as he's walking to help a customer. He's just like, Woof. Shatman, shawl man, shawl man, shawl man. A new character. It's awfully dramatic effect, Patrick. But something 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 tells me he's probably not too good at uh you know taking down the villains. Well, I don't know. He might take them to their knees. He might, take he, he, might, he might bring them to the knees in some way or some form. I don't know. Oh, but, yeah, <laughs> thankfully, this the the holiday rush is over. We have some work promotions coming up. But, like, my gears have been grinded all the, all, for three months. It's just been a fucking minute. Um, that'll lead me to, I think, we're going to introduce a new segment here. And it's not specifically just for Todd. But this is kind of Todd's idea. And well, you know, I don't want to say that Todd's a loose cannon or a hothead. But Todd uh, gets his gears grinded a lot. So now we're going to introduce a segment called What Grinds Todd's Gears? And now it's time for another segment of What Grinds Todd's Gears? Alright, so one thing that recently grinded my gears. Uh, last Wednesday, uh, you know, me and Jessica, Travis and Heather, and Josh and Sandra went and saw the the Iron Claw movie based on the, the Von Erich wrestling family. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Zac Efron and uh, Holt McCallan. Which we'll have to give like a review on after the, after Todd's, you know, gears are done grinding. <laughs> we could invite a guest to give his review. Oh, you didn't know? You don't, you don't check his page? That potential guest would grind my gears. Yeah. I'd probably fight him. Oh, I mean, this is not my segment. You know, cut me off again, you bastards. 
There, in this time, it was them. You weren't in the middle of talking. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. To be, right. to be fair. Carry on. We're waiting for pauses. We're not going to just say, okay. <laughs> so, words are coming out. Todd. <laughs> so, during the during this, the, the movie, you know, they have a ridiculous amount of previews before the movie starts. Um, some 20 minutes or so. So, this, this preview comes on for this Brian Gosling movie where he's a stuntman. Oh, and, oh, of course, yeah. there's I've a scene where he's got his shirt off. Girl, two seats open from me, goes, ooh. So, I, I'm just thinking, like, how many fucking guys do you hear when a hot-ass chick comes on the screen go, ooh? <laughs> you know it's, what I mean? It's the double like, like if, if uh, you're, you're, You mean, like, if they're sitting next to their significant other? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying that in general. Like, what, what is the need for it? Because if you remember, like, and, and this may be showing my age a bit. But I used to date girls in in high school who would really want to go see a movie just because it had Ben Affleck or, or Josh Hartnett or somebody who was considered one of the heartthrobs back in the day. Pearl Harbor, George Clooney. So they could care less about the plot. Pearl Harbor was definitely one of them. I was going to say they're both in it. <laughs> I, I, know, I know guys that would do that. But you could to, to go, go see a movie just because it's a hot chick? I mean, it's like, no, because they're a hot guy. In it. Oh, okay. Do they wear shawls? <laughs> Possibly. See where you're going with that. <laughs> I literally have girlfriends back in the day that would go see a movie just because it had a quote-unquote hot guy in it. They didn't care about the plot. That's They would just want to go see the movie just because it had Ben Affleck. Right, right. Um, so when I heard this in the movie theater the other day, when the Ryan Gosling, when I see the Ryan Gosling skin with a shirt off and the girl just goes, ooh, and she's sitting next to her boyfriend, by the way. Mm -hmm. It just brought all that back to me, and I was like, oh, my God, I hated that. I hated dating girls that wanted to go see a movie just because they had a heartthrob in it. But I don't know too many guys that are going to sit there and go see something well, like this shitty, like, Bad Moms movie just because it has me like It's a it. double standard thing, because if a guy went, like, oh, check check her out, like, we're pigs, and, like, oh, women will look at us like we're douchebags. Well, you'll get, you'll get slapped. <laughs> but then if women do that, it's, like, perfectly fun, you know? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I see two sides of it. Like, I see... Like if if you're at like if, if you're at a, a a movie with a bunch of guy friends and you know you see a movie where uh, you know a half naked attractive woman walked across the screen the preview you might say ooh but does that necessarily mean you're going to want to see the movie? The other side of it though is that if you are sitting next, if you're sitting next to your wife and the same thing happens, <laughs> are, are you going to say the ooh out loud? Probably not. You, you got to hit it with a, I like the Mila Kunis. <laughs> Since Mila Kunis was mentioned. Mila Kunis, if you're listening. Yeah, we, we love you. At Mila Kunis. You, you two Olivia Wilde. That movie was trash, but you're still, you're still, you're still you. Um, I, I'm trying to think of like a movie recently or just in general that I even like would consider like, oh, this woman just chick is so hot. I don't I don't care about the plot or the movie. I don't want to see it. Maybe maybe was it Barb Wine with Pam Anderson? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll go, we'll go well, that's why that movie was made. Or Showgirls. It'd Showgirls. Which makes perfect sense. But not yeah. but not the sequel. The sequel was absolute trash. There was actually a sequel. There was a sequel to Showgirls. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Did it have the same head the girl? I saw it so long ago. Showgirls this is what was it called? Yes. Funny story behind that though. I mean uh, we used to have a group of friends that would hang out every Friday night. We called ourselves the Friday Night Society. We got, we got made fun of for it. It was, it was me, I mean, Tra me, Travis, Brian Banks, and Trey. 
our friend named Evan. Ortiz, Michael Ortiz. Michael Ortiz was in it. Ralph. Uh, <laughs> but one day, you know, my, you know, we all went to watch Showgirls. Mm-hmm. So my dad, of course, you know, being the horn dog that he is. Being Russ, yeah. He just goes and, and he, he rents it for us. So <laughs> he's looking at the box of species. I don't know if we've mentioned this story on air before, have we? I don't think no. so. <laughs> so he's looking at the box for species. <clears throat> and some guy comes up to him. He's like, I hope you're not thinking about renting that for your kids. My dad's like, why? And he's like, nudity. <laughs> Meanwhile, my dad already had his showgirls. <laughs> and it's like, he really think my dad cares about nudity <laughs> species. When that's, that's one where I'm, I'm kind of surprised my dad. You know, my dad was sometimes, uh, he wasn't confrontational, but he could, he could lose his temper pretty quickly at times. And that's where I'm surprised he couldn't, he wouldn't have just said, mind your fucking business or fucking office. <laughs> <or something>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, uh, yeah. Not, not the violence in species. Yeah. <laughs> but at the, going going back to the, the question Todd raises here, like I, I think my my free time is so limited nowadays. It's to the point where if I if I'm going to a movie theater to see a movie, like it's got to be something I really want to see, and it's strictly usually just based upon plot, like the Divine Eric movie. Obviously, we're we're wrestling fans, right? And uh, you know that just kind of made sense for us all to go see, but. Uh, you know, mostly a movie really, the, the plot really has to speak to me for me to even want to go out to, out of my house to see it. So, yeah, yeah just because they might have like a Mila Kunis type in it or Eva Mendes type in it or somebody like yeah. that, uh, I'm not jumping out of my seat to go see it. Well, what, what's hilarious in my experience is like when women can be like, you know, like an actor comes across or whatever, like Hugh Jackman or Brad Pitt or something that's like, oh, they're, you know, they're pretty good, they're pretty good looking man or something. And it's like, it's okay for a woman to say that. It's like, y'all would hate us if we had to, oh, if we said how many female actresses that we said, oh, she's hot, she's hot, she's hot. Like, <laughs> she's like, <laughs> she's well, like, like, a step beyond that is like where you ever notice that I have the guys that are like, Rip like Ryan Gosling and the women just touching all over. And then there was a guy fondling a chick on oh, yeah. TV, cancel, like, like cancel oh, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But like these these female like, like oh this is MTV whatever. Oh look right. it's so and so. Like the amount of <laughs> women that probably watched Aquaman for Jason Momoa. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. Mm-hmm. And but like I tell you what, well that that guy also likes to cut holes and popcorn for other for other men. But I could, uh, I, you know, it's just reminded me of with like how many times that I watched True Blood over the years with, you know, who, and I'd be told how much, how hot Joe Manganiello was. And it's like, I get it. He's freaking, he, he's a good looking dude. He's buff, he's ripped, whatever. But it's like, you know, a bunch of the hot chicks there. I can name like 15 of them. Okay. I, I will say this. Uh, I've Googled many pictures of <laughs> What is, um, incognito mode or not? Oh, you always go incognito mode. Hey, Firefox is set to always incognito. No, it's called Don't Remember History, and it doesn't yeah. remember a thing. Uh, it's like you weren't even there. So, so I guess it goes to the other side. I did watch some of a TV show because uh, of a woman that was in it, and then I realized the TV show was actually pretty good, so I kind of followed it for a little bit. But what was it? Uh, it was a true detective with, uh, that had Woody Harrelson and yeah, Alexandra yeah. Dario in it. Yeah, she's one of my favorite actresses. She's very smart. <laughs> she's, she's a lot. She's smart. She looks smart. Great. I I literally couldn't tell you what the show is about. I've seen probably three episodes, and I've seen one scene in an episode, the episode about yeah. a thousand times. <laughs> yep, yep. But that's about as far as I've gone okay. to like. 
something with like an, an attractive woman in it. That exactly. That it's, it's, it's funny thinking back that that's what got me into Sex in the City in high school. It's like figuring, oh, I have HBO. What is Sex in the City? Mm-hmm. And watching this, right, and right. before you know it, I get hooked on the show and it becomes a guilty pleasure. <laughs> like it's actually a good show, and I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, it's a show with sex in the title. And I, uh, about a bunch I, of I, never, I never watched the show, but I thought the the first movie was actually pretty good. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. My 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 scam back in my my high school years was the uh, the L word mm-hmm. that came on. I think like maybe HBO and some other channel, like Showtime. Or yeah, something like that. Like we had Showtime, but like my parents didn't know what it was. But I was mm-hmm. like, once I found out, like, oh, like oh, it's just like some. It's like it's a show about. Lesbian couples and this and that, and like their daily life. They didn't really realize or watch much to know that there was a lot of like sex scenes in it. I was like, yeah, buddy, get this. This is going to be a two squirt night. Funny thing is, we used to sleep over at trees. I'm sorry, a one, a one pump or two pump night. We used to sleep show. over at trees and watch real sex at the 17 and <laughs> yeah. whatever. Oh, Jesus. To keep the throwback theme going for a second. Do y'all remember the uh, the Scientific Atlantic cable box oh, that yeah. we, we all had? Did y'all have the uh, the modified one with the chip in no, it that would give you the... Uh, I, bought one, off, I bought one off of eBay at one point <laughs> that was, came with a chip in it. I was yeah. getting wrestling pay-per-views for a little while. Mm-hmm. You could, and I was getting Spice Channel and stuff. Yeah. You talk about the brown ones with like the red numbers on the front? Yeah. I never had one like that. I remember, I remember Doug did. I remember... I, WrestleMania 14 for me on two VHSs. Yeah. <laughs> one, one, another one of our friends named Michael and I, Ortiz, uh, had the, the chip box and we used to get all the wrestling pay-per-views on it. I, uh, my dad's, one of my dad's friends or his co-worker, whatever the guy was, he would like buy, get them and put, have the chip installed and resell them at a higher price. Mm-hmm. And so like we got the chip and like my dad, I think he got it just because it had more channels and some of the pay-per-view stuff. Well, then, just scrolling through one night after he's asleep, I realized, oh, the Spice and Playboy channel are on here. <laughs> like, oh, oh, boy. Then I remember taking, uh, well, now, uh, like VHS tapes and recording the Spice and the Playboy channel. And I would sell, like, give them to my friends or sell them at, uh, at school. And I'm pretty sure, looking back, that's probably what led me down the degenerate path that I'm on uh, right now. It's a tad illegal, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, again, also looking down to that path, too. You, 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 felon, you. I, I am a felon. <laughs> no. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to name the person that I sold them to, but I sold the rest of my Vicodin after my knee surgery to somebody. You're fucking drug dealer. Someone at Rumble. I will leave it at that. And so, yeah, you got to leave the reputation of Rumble being drug heads. Yeah, there you go. But I don't, that conversation, I don't remember how, but I do remember. But it was just like, oh, you have left, you have some left. I had like, probably like a half a bottle of it, like 12 pills. That was back in the... And the I was like, I don't know what I sold it for, but someone actually bought it from me. That was priceless. Well, you probably lost money. It was hydrocodone. I have some in my cabinet at home right now for like whatever. How many? Was, no. <laughs> those nights that Todd mentioned that where we where we would uh, end up, you know, writing showgirls and things like that. That probably, you know, read, led to to my delinquency, I guess, as far as. But while we're on the uh, the topic of of you know going to the movies, and like I said, we just. Recently watched the the Iron Claw, the the story of the Von Erichs. Um, what did you think about that movie, Todd? Um, I, I 
I thought it was good. I mean, obviously, it was good. It was it was God. I mean, <laughs> um, I obviously like I I didn't know the hold on Eric's story. I didn't realize how tragic and, and depressing it was. Uh, you know, I I knew the story of, of course of Kerry as the tech. He was a Texas tornado, and um, I knew he ended up committing suicide. Uh, going had a rough had a rough past. Uh, when he was in WWE and WWF at the time and ended up committing suicide. And so I knew his story was tragic. I didn't realize he had also lost, uh, what, three of his brothers. Mm -hmm. um, or was it two of his brothers? Two of his brothers. Um, so I didn't realize it was as tragic as it was. And obviously I didn't realize, you know, they made Fritz seem like a total dick. And, um, you know, I met Holt McCallany while he was at the Wildcat show. And he really, really cool guy with, Played a total ass wipe in the movie, um, but it was a good movie. You know, I love I love docuseries like documentaries and docuseries and things like that. So it was it was overall good. I think I think Zach Efron and Jeremy, Jeremy Allen White uh, both played their parts very well. One thing I did know about about uh, about Carrie Von Eric though, I didn't realize he had the uh, he had to get his leg amputated from a motorcycle accident or his foot amputated from a motorcycle accident. That was one thing I didn't know happened. Uh, but overall, it was a good movie. Yeah, look, I, I didn't know, really know, I mean, I know a little bit of their backstory, you know, like I said, I knew who the Texas Tornado was, and that was, uh, you know, the, the, the Carrie Von Eric, who, you know, played by, what is it, it was Jeremy Allen White, yeah. and, you know, and I loved him from the bear, but uh, I didn't know a whole lot about the backstory, so I wasn't really anticipating, you know, uh, everything that happened in the movie, you know, as grim as it was, you know, the family had definitely experienced some challenges through the course of the year, uh, through the course of their, or their, of their lives, you know, and you, you really kind of get hit with a bomb pretty early in the movie when one of the, you know, one of the brothers has a ruptured intestine and ends up passing away. And like that, that I didn't see that one coming. And then, you know, they talk about a, the, the backstory of where their oldest brother, you know, died at a young age. So it was just, a, you know, the family had just experienced a lot of loss. Um, so it was three. It was three, but yeah. three brothers, not two. It was the, I forgot about the, uh, the oldest one that passed away as a kid. And then, look, as the movie goes on, you have two more brothers commit suicide. And I think they allude to, you know, maybe a lot of the mental illness being due to the strictness of their father, uh, you know, something along those lines. But it was four. Four brothers died. Yeah, you had the one that died as a kid, Carrie Von Eric, killed, commit suicide. Yeah, David. David dies in a ruptured intestine. And Michael died of committed suicide as well. Tragic, man. I haven't I haven't seen the movie yet, but I did read a lot of like uh, behind the scenes story about it, just because I wanted to get more informed. Because I, I knew I knew of them, and I remember them vaguely from <clears throat> growing up and watching wrestling, but not nearly to like an intense level. And I knew at some point I was going to have a conversation with y'all about the movie and or go see it with y'all, something like that. But like, yeah, that's a that's a hell of a of a of a life and like a lot of tragedy to deal with. Like, at not just all at once, but like just every so often it came up. That it was that's crazy. Um, it truly is a sad story for like a really a really talented athletic family um, to go through that kind of heartbreak was just it's insane. And it's like I said, they made they made Holt McCallany's character, the Fritz von Eric, be the be the dad, be kind of look like a dick. Uh, but I really felt for the mom because, you know, losing four, four or five of your sons, I mean, that's just got to be rough. And she was a really, really holy religious lady. Right. Um, 
And of course, they kind of lived by the whole motto that they felt like their family was cursed. Mm-hmm. And then to have, you know, four out of five of the brothers die, it's just it's sad. Yeah. It was def- it was definitely wor- it's definitely worth a view though. You know, I thought it was a very good movie. It kept me interested the whole time. And you know, my wife who who knows absolutely nothing about the story, uh, you know, she said the same thing. Said it really just you really didn't know what was going to happen next in the movie. She she had no expectations, and she actually ended up really enjoying the movie. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I mean, if you're even the slightest bit of a wrestling fan, you know, you definitely go check out the the Iron Claw. You know, the Von Eric story. Um, and, you know, worst case scenario, we, we tie back into what, you know, Todd was talking about earlier, you know, uh, how many, how many women you think of went and saw that movie just to see Zach Efron? I mean, hey, a couple oiled up, slicked up men touching and grabbing on other men, putting them in really precarious positions. My I mean, favorite Zach, part of Mike and Dave me wedding days is Zach Efron. Zach Efron is, is, is in phenomenal shape in the movie. Jeremy Allen, Jeremy Allen White is in really good shape. So, you know, again, if we're, if we're talking about where we led into this movie talk, you know, maybe some of the women saw previews for that movie and like, ooh! Plus, I mean, if you're local, you know, uh, there's, there's actually some Wildcat wrestlers that, that, are, that do some, like, guest appearances. Uh, Brady Pierce, uh, Matt Lancey, and Jay Spade are all, all have little small parts. Um... Did y'all see it at Elmwood or at Clearview? Clearview. Uh, Clearview. Do you have a preference? Is like, do you, is that a better theater to go see that? Or <laughs> look, I really have. I really. I have like Clearview it. personally because they have recliners. <laughs> they have reclining seats. <laughs> I mean, that is, that is a nice perk to have. Because some, I mean, some, I'm a big dude. To, depending upon the movie, I like especially if it's, like a, if it's like a really immersive movie, <laughs> and you want to like get get reclined back and like get really comfortable, really just get your snacks like, centered. Yeah, like I mean, I saw I saw I saw Top Gun Maverick probably five times. Yeah, do you really relax to see Tom Tom Cruise? Huh? <laughs> Dude, like that that beat ooh. scene. Ooh, was ooh wee. Ooh, it was ooh, ooh. Was saying ooh during the movie. Oh, yeah, damn right, was, he had all my lips smiling. <laughs> um, so yeah, but like Clearview has a reclined seat. So like the first time, once the first or second time I saw it, I had the seat for like, full recline. I was like by not by myself. I think it was like fifteen people like midday in the theater. And but I I like Clearview a little bit better. But does Clearview have Dolby? They have maybe one. So that's the only thing. You're limited to the number of um, so theaters. The vibrating seats. So you can't have your so asshole vibrating. You I mean, you can. So, no, you, you can. You just, have to, you just have to bring the vibration with you. When you, when, like, when you, when you pack your shawl to go to the theater because it's going to be cold, you, you, know, you, can, you can sneak in your own vibration in good times. Do what you got to do. Your you know, are we just completely excluding the grand? I mean, oh, and and what's <laughs> the grand? What? Hold, hold, hold on, hold on. Let me give some. Let me let me give some form of love to the grand here. The grand, hold on. The grand, no, it's, it's still open. <laughs> Barely. No, you think of the original one that was there that turned into a church? <laughs> you know, the east. That looks like that looks like one of the buildings from Jurassic that Park when they went and filmed the Jurassic World. <laughs> that was uh, General Cinemas. Remember? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, oh, yeah, so the, the Grand also has reclining seats. It's a little bit more low-key, so it doesn't really have the crowds sometimes that AMC might have, which I don't, I don't think AMC really has crowds at all anymore. But 
the one problem I have with the, the grand is maybe because you alluded to the fact that it might not be open that much longer. They have not put any money into that place basically since it opened. So when you go into, when you get your seat up into a recline mode, the big comfy seat, and it gets into a recline mode, a lot of the pleather gets stuck to your legs because the chairs are falling apart. It's a big, I, yeah, they're all chipped away. I, I used so, to wear like long pants just because I get cold in like, like places, and especially in the theater. So I don't really wear shorts. Like, but I you bring a shawl or a blankie? Snubbing company. <laughs> oh, you bring that mitt. Selection that AMC Elmwood has with the twenty theaters, uh-huh. uh, but yeah, I do I do agree that the seats at uh, at Clearview are a little bit you know reclined and a little bit more comfy. You know, they're also a little closer together, so there's there's a little less space. But you know, some people might not mind being so close because especially if, like you don't want to like have to like go reach halfway over to get to the bucket bucket of popcorn. You want to you want to be able to get your hand like yeah you want right. to get like you want to get like at least elbow deep when you're, when in you're, the popcorn when you're reclined back in the seat you know yeah it helps, it helps you to rise because what if what if the person you're with is I usually buy candy at five below before I usually get popcorn that's, that's fine I, I I love movie theater popcorn because it's disgusting for you but it tastes so good but like yeah if mm-hmm. if, if the person you're with is in full recline. The seats being closer allows you to get just like fist to get to the bucket of popcorn a little bit better. Maybe just you know just get your hand in there. You violently fist like a, get a little claw action. Or if you're in you know Patrick's case, you're in full recline. You know you, you fill out the bucket a little bit more if you know what I'm saying. You know. Call my. You I got a big ass. <coughs> no, when the bucket when the bucket's on your lap and you you want your friend you to go elbow deep in the popcorn. They don't have you know, to go so deep. I, you know? I, listen, I don't mind aggressive. Uh, Reach into the popcorn bucket, but like just like he was about to say aggressive butt play. <laughs> That's a topic for another day. I mean, hey, you, you lean back far enough, it might poke out the top of the popcorn bowl. I mean, you know, <laughs> this is the only way to find out. Are we saying? Are we saying because Patrick's black, he's had a big one? You, you just <laughs> wait. Patrick, Patrick's black. What do you never know? <laughs> the world now. There's video. There's video evidence. <laughs> Oh, now we know who he is on the logo. Look at him on the wall. <laughs> oh, shit. Wait, that's the black guy. All right. Who's that other little that's brown fella? South Park. Who's that other brown fella? He's, he's the been South MIA. Park. The permanent, I'm, I'm the permanent sub. That South Park, when they're all covered in soot, and they all look exactly horse? alike, except for Carver. He's like, guess which one I am, you guys. <laughs> like, it was obvious, because he was the bad one. Hey, I just want to give a speak of looking at our logo, shout out to our artist designer for not putting me in the far back of the back of the wagon. 
put Ty back there. Yeah, yeah. The, thanks for not putting me completely last. Rosa would not approve, okay? You put the Mexican outside of the way. Well, that's, that's a different story. You put you between the twins. He's Cuban. Yeah. I mean, sorry. So what I'm thinking is, you know, if, John, if Josh and Biff become more permanent members here, we could have Biff. In the back, like running behind it, and maybe we have Josh strumming a banjo somewhere. Like maybe Indian style, I, I, like dead I, center right under me. I want Josh sitting Indian style, like in front of campfire with the banjo, as the wagon is like going in front of him. <laughs> I think we gotta have Biff with the drum set though. Just one one arm, but it's gonna look like he's beating the horse though, just in case. But he's beating my ass. It doesn't matter. But yeah, I can't. Uh, so that's going to be a new segment for us, and uh, what we're going to keep the title as "What Grinds Todd's Gears," but everyone will get a chance to to air out some grievances. So, ladies, uh, if you had a movie with your man, let's not make any comments about other men that are on the screen, because us guys, we don't do it. Well, some, some guys, guys do it. Some yeah. guys do it. <laughs> some guys make those shashes. It's not here to judge. Some. Not us. We're gentlemen. Yeah, that's right. Do we have a shot to take, or are we just skipping that part tonight? You know, you know what? I'm gonna call it in honor of Mike's 40th birthday, and in honor of New Year's Eve. Some, uh, some cracking dark roast. Oh well, by all means, pour that up. Do you want to do that now, or are you want to do it at the end of the top five? We can do it whenever. But yeah, and we'll we'll go ahead and uh, close out this episode with again a. A shout-out, one, to Biff for filling in last minute for us. Always appreciate it. We hope you keep coming around and yeah. become a regular. And, uh, and Biff still needs to add the drum battle with Mike. So yeah. That will happen in that 2024. That needs to happen. That will. Like, we're, we're going to post a list of things we want to accomplish in 2024 as a, as, a, as a podcast. The drum battle will happen. And we'll see if we can maybe get a sponsor for it. I'll throw, you know, we shout out to Mike for this, you know, his birthday being today. I'm going to, you know, shout out again. And actually, the reason why he's not here is because he has, he has several family members in, in town. Oh, okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, <laughs> ahead Travis. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Whoa. Not to cut Whoa. you off. Shoe on the other foot now. How does that feel? Not to cut you off. Mike has some family members in from Miami, so that's why he's not here. Go ahead, Travis. But since we're also shouting out Mike, you know, I'll shout out, uh, you know, Todd and I for the fantasy championship. And oh, I know oh, I wear so but where I start but where I started this conversation was never that finished is that you know I really do believe our dad had a very strong hand and uh and guiding us through this uh he was a very much got aggravated when Todd and I would get frustrated on Sundays with fantasy uh he thought it was stupid that we cared so much so I really <laughs> believe this whole season was kind of him we started out one and four then we went on like a four game win streak. We had the battle to get into playoffs just to get into the four spot. We had to play the best team in the league at, 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 in the playoffs, which came down to the wire. We came down to the wire against against you two guys yesterday. Mm-hmm. I really think my dad was fucking with us the whole time. <laughs> really and then, you know, one of the things my dad always used to say, it's a classic quote of his, was every time a, kick, a kick field goal kicker would miss a, a kick, he would say, liquored up kicker. And I, I, the fact <laughs> that... And then the, the fact Talking that about Van Jack. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> the fact that uh, a kicker ended up winning the championship for us was uh, just kind of ironic in that sense too. So I really believe that he, uh, you know, it was it was kind of destiny. It was kind of meant to be. 
And I uh, gotta thank him for that. I love you, Dad. I miss you. Do we even name the team after him? Gave it. We paid homage to him. Yeah. Every beer, beer. What's what? The speaking of what you drinking? What was his favorite beer? It was Lowenbrow. Mm-hmm. Lowenbrow. Lowenbrow, which does not exist anymore. And uh, was that even brewed? Was that, was that also in Milwaukee? I think that was. Uh, I think that was an Anheuser beer, if I'm not mistaken. Um, <laughs> but that is actually our team logo on the Yahoo site, and it's going to go on the uh, the trophy in his honor. So. Again, I really believe he had a strong hand in helping us win this year. It was Munich. He was uh, massaging Butcher's uh, hamstrings before the game. Yep. He's got an angel with him. <laughs> <laughs> so on that, is it? That's a touching shout-out. Again, I, 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 I'll say it again. If I was going to lose to anybody, I'm glad it's to good friends of mine. And y'all, or if it would have been Biff, I'd be happy to, to take that loss uh, to, to the Hutchins family. Um, so congrats on your uh, championship. I hope you never win again. Or at least, <laughs> I hope you have at least another ten year drought. I, re- I really do want to say I do. I really do want to say Biff, his dad, and his brother get off the schneid. Yeah, so that, that, that's that's the campaign for next year. Like we all got to pull for. If if, if, if it's not the, me, yeah, if it's not me, we need to to get the Biffsters. Yeah. Uh, I could say we would win, win, win if you beat a certain other member of the league who said y'all make a yearly donation to the league would be even more. You, you know what? Yeah, they probably don't listen to this. they probably don't listen to our podcast. Our friends that were in our league, but for the ones that do, I'm gonna go ahead and say it right now. If we're in a position where where we can't make it, I'm gonna start just giving players to the Hudson team. <laughs> I will absolutely <laughs> sabotage this league. To help the Hutchins win, and I'll just give Sean his thirty dollars back. Like I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm derailing our team. Take one for the team here and the money because uh, we need them. What about what about the, what are you training Matt Stafford for the what, what about the person in our league who had the better team? Man, I don't know. Buddy, <laughs> well, clearly I had the better. Well, <laughs> the consolation. Smug's not a good look for you, buddy. Well, he's been a dumpster fire for the last. <laughs> Oh, yeah, my kids need to. But then, you know, the problem is, like, Heather and I have... Don't bring kids to this. Heather and I have, uh, you know, Heather and I are having trouble, you know, picking a date to bring Ske- them. You know, we got work you and all. scheduling issues? Yeah. yeah. I hope Uncle Patrick will bring them. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, I don't Uncle have a... Patrick's going to hear the I don't have a minivan, but I can pile two kids in... Or it's only just, two kids. Yeah. They can fit in the Honda, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> they don't need car seats. <laughs> Thankfully, no. <laughs> the name of the episode, Uncle Patrick well, goes to the... <laughs> as well, I'll absolutely drive the kids. Are you looking for a new dentist? <laughs> I, I have not been to the dentist in a while. I probably need to go. I'm afraid of what the dentist is going to like say about my lack of dental history for the last couple of years. Patrick, <laughs> there's two questions. Patrick, nope. have, have you been dipping? And Patrick, what have you been eating? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure because of HIPAA, I don't need to answer that. <laughs> right now. And I'm not, I played the one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> And on that note, wagons out.